No mai, hari mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Lovely to be with you, Wallace Chapman here. We'll give you the latest on Cyclone Gabriel shortly, how it's tracking in a few minutes. And as I have said all week, and all I really want to hear from you this afternoon, how are you faring? How are you doing? You may even want to get a message out to people in and around your area. So uh, your thoughts uh, are most welcome this afternoon. What you're up to, how you're doing. You can text me here, the panel on 2101. Communication is still very much limited. We return to this issue today. Emergency Management Minister Kieran McNulty. McNulty said the government will be addressing the electronic infrastructure as well as roading. And we talk about those two most important issues on the panel today. And the law could allow flood-hit homeowners to seek safer ground if the government would fund it. So selling your home to the government, this has come up often, and an income stream has been suggested, the capital gains tax. And in other news, a new report outlines New Zealand has become a much less safe place for children. We discussed that on the panel. And Tipapa, 25 years and one day old, have you been? What do you think of our National Museum? With me this afternoon, Cindy Michener, Recruitment Executive. Cindy, kia ora, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wallace. Thank you for having Great me. Great to have you here. Also, Johnny O'Donnell, Te Oporu Te Rarawa, joining us from Nelson, a brand consultant. Kia ora, Johnny. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Cindy. Hi, Johnny. All right, and again, that uh, number to text, 2101. Well, lives continue to be upended, properties destroyed, uh, Emergency Management Minister Kieran McElnotley estimates 9,000 people have been displaced because of Cyclone Gabrielle. 3,000 of those are in civil defence centres. And Fernhill residents in Hawke's Bay, John and Penny Pierce, have been through a harrowing couple of days, desperately trying to get the animals uh, off their property, including trying to get the horses off their property, and the couple's property is between Ngaruru and uh, Tutakuri rivers. And I understand that John Pierce is with us now. John, welcome to the panel. Thank you. Great to have you here, John. First, to those animals, because I know they were of immediate concern to you. I understand getting the horses out. That was quite an ordeal. Yeah, it was. Um, it was quite distressing, really. Um, it all happened so quickly. Um, it's nothing to do with any any one individual. It's to do with just uh, Mother Nature and infrastructure breaking down. Uh, we had a perfect storm where there were two stock banks um, collapsed, one to the south and one to the north, and the water just flew through those channels directly at our property and and many others of course uh in in one of the you know one of the top uh horticultural areas in Hawke's Bay um we literally only had minutes before we had literally meters of water around us um we saw it coming we had some sheep uh some lambs and some ewes on our property we got rid of the lambs through a uh, ewes through a fence to a neighbors up a hill um, the lambs wouldn't move because the water was getting too high by that stage. Uh, in the end, we just had to let them go, and, and I yelled to my wife to get the horses. So the uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Kia ora, John. I, uh, it's uh, pretty distressing, isn't it? So the, the lambs, they've gone. The horses, they did get out? Yeah, we got the horses out. Um, within about two minutes of putting the horse load on my ute, um, getting the horses out of the stables and, and out down our driveway, the water had risen about a metre, and my wife uh, led them out and we put them on the float. Um, we started heading down the road with the horses on the back and we could see that we weren't going to get through and it was coming at us from both ends, so we had to stop, uh, unload, um, cut a fence and go across a neighbour's paddock um, onto some hill country um, just just to, to be safe. Oh, gosh, John, stay with us because we've got a panel with us. Um, Cindy. Oh, John, hi, it's Cindy Michener. Yeah, hi, Cindy, how are you? Oh, look, I'm well. Honestly, my heart breaks for you and Penny, um, especially with Wallace, the calibre of Penny's horses. I know anybody's pets that are in danger. It's heartbreaking. But Penny is one of New Zealand's top, top dressage coaches. She, you know, I, I, you know, I think she really? was our Olympic coach. And her horses, you know, she would have been training them for such a long time. So, John, are they safe and sound now? Yes, we got them out this morning, um, albeit we didn't sleep much last night. Um, we got well, we got over 200 messages of support from people around the country. Um, we're staying at a property at, at Bridge Path, just out of Hastings, um, which is um, safe. And the horses, I can just see them in the paddock now together. And, and yeah, you're right, Cindy, they, they are a couple of the top horses in their particular grade for New Zealand. And we were all set to go to the horse of the year in a month's time with them, but also to Talpo this weekend, but we won't be doing that now. John, do you think the horse of the year will actually be on? Wallace, that's the biggest horse show in the Southern Hemisphere, not just New Zealand, and it's at Hawke's Bay every year, and it's been put off for the last couple of years because of COVID. John, do you think it will go ahead this year? Not my call, Cindy, but and things can change quickly. Um, we've got a you know, nice, warm, breezy day in Hawke's Bay today, and you know, Kiwis and Hawke's Bay people are resilient, and you know, there's going to be you know, things are going to come right pretty quickly, I would imagine. But goodness knows, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's, it's a step too far, given you know the damage and, and the isolation now that's um, apparent in many parts of the country. Yeah. Now we've got another panel with us. Uh, Johnny is in from Nelson. Uh, Johnny, come in. Uh, kia ora, John and, and Penny and, and everyone else um, as well who's been affected in this way. I, my heart goes out to you as well. Uh, I do want to acknowledge you know, the special relationship that farmers and growers uh, right across the country have mm. with their land. I, I fully appreciate from working in this space over time that you know, the, your land and the farm and orchards and everything is, and your animals are so close to you and your identity. So I know this will be extremely tough. Um, on rural communities uh, in particular. And so, yeah, just sending you a lot of support. Kia kaha koutou. I know it'll be tough. And and, uh, although things may return back to normal in terms of the weather, um, I was reminded during our flood events last year here in Nelson that there's no no adrenaline in recovery. So Mm -hmm. it's an important thing to keep in mind that there's a lot of resilience required in the aftermath as well. And so uh, we'll be thinking of you and supporting you in any way we can. Kia ora, Johnny. Can I ask you, John, um, your home, what has happened to your house? Well, this time last night, it had water um, right up to the eaves. And, yeah, it was just totally inundated. So where are you now? 
Um, we're at the property where our horses are. We've a couple of good friends who put, put us up. Um, we're just um, trying to work out where to from here. Um, I suspect it might be a few days before we can get on the property and uh, possibly a couple of months before it's dry enough for us to do any meaningful work. I would suspect that the house uh, insured with the FNG is fully covered as a contents and bits and pieces, hay, you name it, a car, a motorbike, you know, just yeah. all, the, all the stuff, our arena, our fences, our yeah. trees, just everything's devastated. John, I really appreciate your time this afternoon uh, and echoing both Johnny and Cindy's comments from Kia to you and whānau. Stay well, you and uh, Penny, and um, we'll be in touch with you. Thank you very much. Would you yes, like me John. to hang up now? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, 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 you go and go. You go, John. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, just for being one last thing. Um, yeah, sure thing. It's just amazing how how resilient Kiwis are, and just how helpful and friendly people have been in the rural community. I know that there's people that have lost mm. a number of stock, horses included. There's been horses injured. There's been all sorts of things going on, and you know we we are probably just a uh, just a pinprick of, of the big issue that's out there for a lot of people. So we really thank everyone who's been helping us and I just hope that we together we can all move forward and, and put this behind us because it's been pretty horrendous. Thank you thank, very much. Thank you, John. Thanks for putting that message on the panel. Yeah, take care. That's John Pierce there. So, um, yeah, lost uh, about uh, 60 lambs, uh, feared drowned. Um, but those, as you say, those Olympic uh, horses. Uh, have, Ooh, Pen, Penny's a top dressage rider. Right? Yeah. yeah, those horses have been saved. Bernie asks, I'd love to hear from uh, anyone in uh, Waimarama Beach that everyone is okay out there. We realise they don't have any way to communicate, but just want to hear everyone's okay. There's no news from there. Thank you, asked Bernie. So um, uh, keep those um, tits coming to one. Zero one. How are you faring? How are you doing? Is there anybody you want to try to get in touch with uh, today? All right. Now, emergency responders and residents, no doubt, will be keeping a sharp eye on the weather in the coming days. So, to give us an idea of what people can expect, we have Met Service Meteorologist Andrew James on the line. Kia ora, Andrew. Kia ora, how's it going? Very well. So, Cyclone Gabriel has now what moved off the east coast, but still going to have remnants? Yes, absolutely. Centre of the system is currently about 500 kilometres east of Gisborne, but a front stretching back to New Zealand has driven in some heavy rain to the eastern part of the northern South Island today. What can areas really badly hit expect in the coming days? You know, Hawke's Bay, parts of Auckland and elsewhere. Yeah, sure. So that um, that front that's bringing that rain does move north over the coming days. We've got some watches and warnings in place around that central part of New Zealand for sort of the capital and for the eastern northern part of the South Island there. Um, as it moves north, it will bring some more rain to those already sodden areas like uh, the Hawke's Bay and Gisborne, as you said, uh, which will definitely be unwelcome. It's not looking at um, warning amounts of rain there, but it will be falling on already sodden ground and flood damaged ground. So there is a further risk there. All right. What about uh, the South Island? Uh, the South Island, once this rain moves off, it's, it's looking largely fine um, with a bridge of high pressure does start to move in over both islands towards the weekend. Um, so we, after we have that rain for the eastern part of the North Island in the next 
uh, day or two, uh, we do see an easing trend in the weather and Gabriel's no longer affecting the country and a ridge of high pressure becomes in charge. Andrew, thank you for that. That's uh, Met Service meteorologist Andrew James there. All right, time for I've been thinking. Let's start with Johnny first off. Johnny O'Donnell from Nelson there. Uh, kia ora, Wallace, and I'm sure like everyone else, I've, I've been thinking about these uh, climate events that we've been experiencing uh, and thinking about the opportunity. I appreciate for a lot of people they're in survival mode today uh, and won't be thinking about solutions, but um, we know that with the increased frequency of these climate events that we need to urgently get on with thinking about solutions. And specifically, I've been thinking about the opportunity that Aotearoa New Zealand has uh, the unique opportunity we have um, to look at nature-based solutions led by Matauranga or our Indigenous knowledge, uh, that Indigenous knowledge that survived systemic attempts to suppress it over generations, um, but our ability now to to lean on that, um, to lean on regions, iwi and hapu, to exercise mana whenua over their lands and actually come up with their own solutions. The cost of responding to these kind of events is enormous. The public investment we've made um, through the pandemic and infrastructure has been huge, um, but our current strategy is really flawed because we're not focusing on nature-based solutions and restoration of landscapes. There's a whole lot of funding um, through the government that's coming up that was injected through COVID um, that really needs to be continued into a long-term program where we get real about this and actually stop the blame game and, and pay farmers and pay local communities to restore back to um, uh, more natural settings where there is intensive agriculture or urban development that's causing issues. So, right. yeah, I've been thinking about the opportunity that we have. Johnny, thank you. Cindy Mitchin, I've been thinking. Well, I've been thinking and actually I've been getting angry. I started off feeling guilty because, I mean, I think it's called sort of a mild version of survivor syndrome, our property, our 12 acres, is fine, you know. And I've had all these texts from around the world, people saying, how are you, how are you? And I was feeling, oh, my goodness, you know, we're fine. And then I was reading the uh, UK paper. Um, BP made £23 billion profit and have also reduced their commitment to lowering emissions. They've decided that because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, that they're actually going to reinvest in fossil fuel. Their CEO is a man, a gentleman called Bernard Looney, and he has described that company as a cash cow. Or, no, I'm sorry, mm. a cash machine. Now, that's actually made me really, really cross. I think it is time that we moved climate change out of a political forum, that it is not something the Greens want or someone else doesn't want. We carve it out, we make it apolitical, and we all commit to saving this planet. Cindy Michener there and Johnny O'Donnell with me this afternoon. Keep in touch with us, won't you, across the more to 2101 by text. I want to hear from you this afternoon here on the panel on RNZ National.